I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike, final segment of the program today. Grateful to you for tuning in, listening throughout uh, this episode, number 82. In just a moment, we'll be speaking with Utah County Commissioner Tanner Ainge. We're going to talk about the economic impact the coronavirus is taking on uh, our economy and our jobs and our money and our employment status. Uh, Before I get to that, though, I need to do two things. First off, uh, I want to make a joke. (laughs) <laughs> or at least ask a question. Uh, that raccoon story. So there was a raccoon in the in the water supply. About half a, a, a million gallons of water is the capacity of that water storage facility. And some divers in there doing some cleaning. First off, that's got to be a fascinating job. Some divers in there discovered that uh, there was a raccoon floating around. And so uh, the action uh, is that an order has been sent out for folks to boil their water. if They're going to be using it for a time. And that storage facility will be drained and cleaned and refilled. 50,000 gallons in one raccoon. I'm not sure what the same ratio is or the the raccoons per million parts from it i might be okay drinking that water i'm not advising that at all by any means the health department officials the ones giving the good advice and you ought to take it but (laughs) one one little raccoon caused quite a stir uh and next off i need your i need your help i need your help with a challenge we started here on this program just last week uh i was speaking to some of the folks in the blood donation business, uh, Red Cross and ARUP and some others, and they have all reminded me that they're, have, they've had to dial back the number of blood drives significantly. In the case of the Red Cross across the country, they have had to cancel 2,700 blood drives. So if you think about all of that, think about how much blood that represents, and that is all at a time where the need remains. There are those who suffer from certain illnesses which require transfusions. There are people who suffer uh, or who are befallen by accident who require units of blood on hand to bring them back to life. And you and I have some of that blood coursing through our veins that we can uh, live without. And so what I decided was last Thursday, I led this little charge. I went, uh, I teamed up with ARUP. I gave them a unit of my blood. And then from then on, uh, I decided that I want to use this program, Live Mike, to bring about the donation of at least one unit of blood per day. And we've been able to do that throughout uh, the, the, the program since Friday. Uh, and I need your help for today. So what I'm asking is that you go to utahblood.org or redcrossblood.org and confirm an appointment. 
You go on there, you type in your zip code, they're going to give you opportunities to donate. Uh, you click and clack your way through, give them the information that you need, select a day on the calendar, and when you get the confirmation, do me this favor, take a little screenshot or take a photo with your phone or something, uh, and then send me a message through Facebook. Lee Lonsberry is my Facebook page. Uh, send me a message through the one for the program there. Uh, Lee Lonsberry, live mic, uh, you'll find it. Send me a note uh, to confirm that you uh, will be donating. We're keeping a record of that because I want to make sure that when this is all said and done, when this coronavirus has passed us by, that this program here was able to do a little bit of good, and I can only do that with your help. So uh, do that for me. Send me a note. I'd be very grateful. Uh, but more than me, I know there are folks on the receiving end of uh, this blood that would be very, very grateful. Now, let me turn my attention to uh, Utah County, specifically Utah County Commissioner Tanner Ainge. Just this morning, I saw that Commissioner Ainge uh, shared a tweet uh, which reads, For the sake of these 16 million newly unemployed, their health, the loved ones who depend on them, and the millions more coming each week, we have to get back to work. Within 10 days, we need an announcement of at least a partial reopening beginning in 30 days or less. He uses then the hashtag Let's go. Uh, he joins me on the line now. Uh, Commissioner Ainge, grateful to you for your time. Uh, let me first and foremost ask you, uh, w w what brought you to or what led you to, to share this tweet here this morning? Well, Lee, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I think it was those unemployment numbers that were released today were certainly very discouraging. I mean, 6.6 .6 million new this week and over the past few weeks getting to close to 17 million people unemployed. Um, I mean, that is, a, that is a heavy, heavy burden. And the economic carnage of this is, is already adding up. And we're just kind of at the start. And so I, you know, and, and at the same time, we've started to hear national figures. We've heard Dr. Fauci. We've even heard Bill Gates and Barack Obama and the president start talking in today's news conference, start talking, even our governor, about there are ways to, to begin that reopening, uh, at least on a partial basis. And so I, I think that if we have some ideas of how we can get some people back to work safely and responsibly, we need to start as soon as possible. What do, you, what do you see being some of the safer ways we might be able to uh, commence this partial reopening of <laughs> the lives we used to live? Yeah, and, you know, maybe even before I get into that, let me just say that for now, I know that Governor Herbert and sure. Lieutenant Governor Cox laid out the three different phases. And right now we are in the urgent phase. And, and I support that, and I have the whole time. We need to stay home, stay safe, wash our hands, cough into our elbows, well, wear masks. I, mean, I have been listening to the health experts of what we need to do. And my understanding is that um, Dr. Fauci was pleased. He came in or he had a conversation with Governor Herbert and said, we think what Utah is doing is working and we're pleased with what we're seeing. And so I, I am not saying we need to move from that. In fact, I'm encouraging all of us to continue following that. And I see that that has now been replaced in, in place until April 30th. And so I guess that's my point is, all right, now we have a window. We have a couple of weeks where we can begin talking about what are those things? Is it, you know, on one end of the spectrum, it's those who've already had it, who's been tested, and maybe there's a way for us to confirm immunity that can go back to work. And that's a relatively small pool. On the other end of the extreme, there are a group of people who are lower risk. You know, if you just make sure that those who are vulnerable and elderly continue isolating, 
but somewhere in the middle, not to mention all of the jobs that still can be done or the activity that can be done while still practicing social distancing. I think we can be creative, and I, I believe in incremental improvement, incremental progress. So if there's some things, even if it's a pretty limited restart, I think we should start them as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, I think it is foolish to ignore uh, the impact that it's having on our economy. And I think that many of the folks in charge are uh, paying strict attention to uh, how uh, jobs, our livelihoods are being impacted. We are fighting for our lives and our livelihoods. I wish I could continue this conversation. There are uh, questions I still want to ask. Maybe we can pick it up uh, again next week or something. But uh, grateful to you for your time. Grateful to you for uh, at least calling attention to the importance of this impact of the coronavirus. Uh, Utah County Commissioner Tanner Ainge, my guest on Live Mike as we wrap things up today. Uh, Before we go, uh, I want to thank you for, of course, tuning into the program today. I want to reiterate uh, my request that you help me out with this challenge I've laid down to bring about the donation of at least one unit of blood each day uh, as a result of, of this program. I need you folks listening to help me out. So today, if you could, please go onto the computer, uh, go to utahblood.org or redcrossblood.org, and on there you'll have an opportunity to type in your zip code. It will give you uh, appointments available to you. Click on there, confirm your appointment, share with me the confirmation of that appointment, and we'll Uh, consider that uh, your part and our part bringing about uh, these needed units of blood because the need remains. All right, that's that. Uh, We tomorrow have a great show in store for you tomorrow. We're tying up a few loose ends, but uh, I would be honored if you would uh, tune in, join us tomorrow. Going to try a little bit of Facebook Live tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning early. Check that out. Uh, It'll be you and me chatting on Facebook and then later on in the afternoon here on the radio. I'm going to hand things off now to Jeff Kaplan.